You're listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jangle, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body IOFM with your hosts, AJ and Alex Navarro. Hey, AJ, how you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? Pretty good. Excited good. to talk, talk about today's topic. Yes, today's topic is something that you and I have actually never really discussed one-on-one, but it is um, the social aspects of dieting and uh, also like creating that support system around you. Um, So it should be interesting because I've never really heard uh, your take on this Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think you've heard mine. So A very important component, I think, of starting any program. I mean, whether it's a diet, whether it's workouts, whether it's a new job, anything that's new and having a support system of some kind to just be there for you and help you along the way, I think is really important. And I think a lot of people don't consider how important that is until they're kind of in the mix of it and perhaps not receiving the support that they need. And then they realize how important it is for their success. So I think it's it's a perfect topic for those regardless of someone who's new starting off or who's experienced in the dieting world or, you know, trying anything new. Yeah, it really like, I mean, I think a lot of things that we're going to talk about today could be applied to anything that you do. We're probably going to talk more in terms of, you know, trying to lose weight because that's the most common scenario that we deal with with clients. Um, But you can apply this to just about anything. So hopefully the listeners do. <laughs> so, because uh, I totally agree with you. I mean, it was one of the first things uh, when I started in this business, it was probably one of the things that I noticed was most overlooked mm-hmm. by doing client assessments in a big box gym. I felt like I felt like people were hiding things from their partners or that they just didn't get the support and those people were just less likely to succeed. I saw that pattern right away. Very true. It's, you know, it's very funny that you actually said the hiding part because I have a client to this day, we've been working together actually for almost seven years, which is insane now that I think about it. But when we first started off, her husband knew and she was working postpartum. And once she reached her goal, her, her husband said, okay, well now you've reached your goal. So, you know, you don't need to train anymore. And she said, no, 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 I need to train with Alex like we've built this relationship now and she was afraid to be on her own so as far as I know he still doesn't know that we train together (laughs) wow but you know what it works so (laughs) but it's just sad that 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 has to happen it is and and at the same time I know we're going to talk about how much communication is important yes but you're going to hear a lot of things from me that maybe you don't expect which is Sometimes I'm the person like, I'm like, don't say anything. Who cares? <laughs> Not everyone needs to know that you're on a diet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, let this go there naturally, but um, I've got some pretty interesting. Oh, that's good. I guess I have a, good, I have a couple of good stories along the same line. So you, t- you take okay. it away. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, one thing that we do ask for when we do a client assessment 
is who is their support system mm-hmm. and, and who are they supporting is also a question on that assessment. So, um, you know, we ask a little bit of information, you know, if they're in a relationship, because if they're living with someone else, um, that's good to know. It's also good to know if that person uh, eats generally the same way. I mean, right. I think we're fortunate sometimes where we get a lot of clients who um, the men uh, in the relationship has started using carbonated carb backloading. They've been really successful with it. And then the wife wants to do it too, but w- our bodies are different and they can't figure right. out how to make it work and they're frustrated. So, you know, the first thing we need to address is if your support system is a man and you're a woman and you're both doing carbonate together, you have to first of all, separate yourself and be like, I am a female. My knees are different. I'm not going to get the same response that he does. Right. Doing <laughs> so the same some- thing too. Yes. I, I sometimes see these awesome support systems and these couples that are doing this together but the female gets frustrated because her progress isn't as good as the man's. So mm-hmm. the first thing we have to say right there is, hey, men are totally different. Appreciate your uniqueness, separate yourselves, just end a story. So you guys can do this together, but do not compare. Um, so that's always something we look for. And then we look for, you know, sometimes people live with someone or they don't have anyone to support them at home or that person is on a totally different game plan. They don't care about their health. They're, they're not into that. And then we also want to know, who are you supporting? Do you have kids to look after? Um, do you have an elderly person that you have to look after? Because we understand that that takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we scream for, but that's how important it is. We want to know that about a person. Right, that and, way we know what we're dealing with in terms of, of obstacles. Right. And people are, I have to say, people that fill out their assessments, they're so honest and they, they give us a lot. Of really, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it helps us so much. Like they give us information uh, very willingly where they're like, you know what? My husband doesn't support me doing this. And that's really, inf- that's great information to know. Um, mm-hmm. I always promote communication, at least with your spouse. Um, about what you're doing. Uh, maybe that's not always going to be possible, but I support, you know, maybe he doesn't support your methods of achieving your goals, but he should support or she should support your goals in general. Agreed. Um, yeah. Well, because if, if, if anybody is going to, that should be the person. Yeah. Who would, you would think. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. They don't necessarily have to be like, okay, I'm going to do carb night with you. I mean, it might be the best thing that they've ever done for their health, but that aside, um, <laughs> they, they don't need to like, you know, jump in with you and be all buddy, buddy about it, but they need to respect and support your goals. Right. And I don't know if you're in any relationship with someone where they don't respect and support your goals and we'll be the first, your coach will be the first one to tell you if you have realistic goals. <laughs> right. So exactly. we'll help reel you in if we think, hey, lady, like you got to just, you know, take it one step at a time. We're going to help you with that part. But in general, the long-term goal needs to be shared and needs to be supported. Uh, it's really important. Absolutely. Um, from the get-go, from the start, I mean, even if it's something that you haven't started yet, but you're thinking about, you know, just that's a great like opening conversation to, to get things going. Say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, just having that conversation. That way, when you, it is time to start, you're not just throwing this out like, hey, I'm doing this tomorrow and I don't care what you think. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And I think, I think a lot of, um, I'm just going to generalize here. I think a lot of men dread 
when women are like, oh, I'm going to go on this diet because I'm sure <laughs> they've heard it a million times. I'm sure they've heard it, you know, year after year. It's a new diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, yo-yo diets are not something that are, <laughs> it seems that everyone has experienced yo-yo dieting. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, carb nights been great balance for me and with a lot of couples I know because it's a special evening. It can be exactly. date night. Exactly. It can be those family get-togethers, which, which I, I mean, I don't know how to segue into like, where's the balance of like how many people you tell you're on a diet and who you just, you, I think some things are just better. Like you, I don't make it public knowledge. If I'm dieting down, it's not like everyone in my world knows. I also right. don't have any friends, so it, it helps. These are great guys who just don't have friends. No. <laughs> well, I think I experienced that a lot. I mean, when I first started competing, it was pretty obvious that I was dieting. It's, I think it's less obvious now. And, and it, again, I think we've talked about this before, but the word dieting, you know, it's, at this point, carbonate's just the way that I eat. I'm not dieting by any means. It's just the method that I use and the ritual of my eating habits. Um, but before pre-carb night, when I was actually dieting, it was pretty obvious. I mean, I was eating out of Tupperware most of the time, sometimes little sandwich baggies and people would ask. So obviously I would never, you know, advertise the information. I never just threw it out there. But, you know, when I would turn down going out to lunch because I was afraid I wasn't going to be order something, you know, I felt obligated sometimes to tell them why. Like, I don't, I don't think I could eat there. And uh, so I think back then it was, I felt like I needed to explain more. So I didn't get a hard time from my friends and family. Like, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not eating your food that you made because it's not on my diet. Whereas now I feel like it's much easier to just go out and eat and eat what I want to eat and not have to explain that or justify that to anybody. It's just how I eat. I want to order a burger without a bun because I like it. It tastes good. And sometimes that is your best go-to line. I find that like, let's say you're out with people for lunch that you don't normally go for lunch with, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you order something that to them might seem unusual. Don't like, sometimes I'm like, don't even get into it. Just be like, oh, I just like it this way. I just like it this way. That's all you need to say. You don't need to sell your, your diet or your decisions to other people for them to validate them. It's like, well, I just kind of like it this way. Exactly. End of story. Keep it simple. Yeah. It's like there's certain people in your life that you want to tell them what your plan is and your goals are so you can, you know, get their support. Um, And then everyone else, I just kind of leave them in the dark. (laughs) 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 Unless they're like asking me because they know what I do and they want education. Of course, then it turns into like, oh, now I'm at lunch and I'm giving a seminar. Um, (laughs) Yes, I've definitely done that before. (laughs) And that's just exhausting. But... (laughs) Um, but really, if you're low carbing it, you can go just about anywhere and have a lunch that doesn't need to be obvious. Right. Um, for goodness sakes, you order a plate of chicken wings, no one's going to think you're on a diet. <laughs> That's very true. Or even, I mean, even bacon and eggs. Yeah. Especially yeah, bacon and eggs. People, wait, we ordered bacon? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and no one's going to be like, "Oh, you're on a diet because you're eating bacon." I mean, but you might get, you might get the opposite. You might get the people who are the saturated fat deal. They'll start coming mm-hmm. at you with that, right? 
And that one is hard to argue if you're not comfortable explaining the science or even understanding it yourself, which I know for a lot of people, it's a lot of information. It's hard to understand and then be able to regurgitate to somebody else who's perhaps giving you a hard time about it. Right. So what would I do in that situation? Well, if it were me, I would probably be having my blood work done. So I would know that my diet is actually having a positive effect on my health. And that would be the end of my story. I would say, well, I monitor my blood work with my doctor and I just, you know, had a physical and my nutrition seems to work really good for for me and my health. And the story. That's all you need to say. And if you're monitoring your health with your doctor, you can say that with confidence. Um, And it also implies that, you know, something that is very true, which is not not everybody is the same and you do need to monitor these things and Mm -hmm. see what's happening. So I think... You know, if you take that approach, it kind of just puts that bug in the air where it's like, oh, well, this person's really on their game and they monitor their health. And, you know, I should probably do the same, um, which is a good precedent to set. <laughs> exactly. Maybe yeah, I yeah. should be eating bacon, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting awesome blood work back. <laughs> I was scared the first time I got my I got to tell you, I was afraid. I was like, mm-hmm. I've never done low carb to this extreme. Right. And first time I ever went for a physical after using carbonite and carb back, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I, I really, I was excited to see it, but I was a little nervous. And it was the first time in my life where I looked at my blood work with confidence. And I was like, wow, um, not only do I feel the best I've ever felt, like mm-hmm. I've never had blood work like this either. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. You can kind of walk around knowing that. And that's why I think it's important to, see a physician and make sure you're on your game. But um, so you were talking about packing your containers and doing all that stuff. But so as far as your clients, I, I'm sure you get the same thing as me and they, they don't want to pack containers and I don't necessarily think they need to, but there's always like work events or like, I don't know, social events that come up mm-hmm. at restaurants. Um, what are some of the tricks that you use with your clients um, in planning ahead, like I like online menus and that kind of stuff. What what sort of things do you like? Well, I mean, looking ahead at the menu is if that's something that you're able to do and you have access to that, it's super helpful because then you go there already knowing or at least having some sort of a game plan and you don't feel pressure once you're at the restaurant to order what other people are ordering or feel rushed in your decision making because some restaurants aren't as easy to simply just like okay take the bun off the burger you know sometimes you have to play with things a little bit more and you know an easy thing is don't be afraid to ask questions like I've even called a restaurant ahead of time just to make sure that they could do something that I wanted within one of their meals because it wasn't obvious things and there was like a statement at the bottom of the menu that says we do not do substitutions and I was like no they're gonna do one if we're gonna go there (laughs) So I called ahead and just asked. I just put it out there and they were like, absolutely, we totally understand. And in some cases, if you're not sure, you can always claim an allergy. They can't argue an allergy. You know, if (laughs) they can't argue that if you're allergic to something, they can't say, no, we we have to put the rice on the plate because we have to. No, you just say whatever reason you need to give. And again, they don't need to know your whole story. You just have to let them know. And they'll make it happen. But if you have the opportunity to check it out ahead of time, 
going with the game plan. It's going to just make things easier, less stressful. And you also can feel more confident once you're there and able to just place your order with whatever else is going on, you know, whatever else your colleagues or friends are ordering. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and smile and ask politely. And Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, they don't need to know the whole story. Uh, Just be very concise with your order and confident and smile. And I've, I've never, ever, ever had anyone uh, give me any hassle. Nope. And of course, if you're going out on carb night, well, then it's the easiest thing in the world. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you're able to push an event, like if you're able to, you know, you're with friends and you're trying to figure out your schedule of when you guys can all meet. If you know when your carb night is and you want to throw that night out there as an option, that's always my go to. I'm like, oh, well, Friday's my carb night. So let's get together on Friday and then we can have fun and go anywhere or if there's a place that I really want, I'll be like, well, let me choose it because it's my carb night. <laughs> exactly. And, and then we could jump on our bikes after and go to five donut shops. There you awesome. go. See, and then they get excited because I'm excited. So it ends up being like a really fun event. And for some reason, my friends and family, and maybe you experienced this too, but they really like watching me eat on carb night. I don't know. Yes. They're like, okay, I what are you going to have? <laughs> I think if you're Italian, you have to carb night if you want to survive your family. <laughs> I can tell you, like, my family saw me for years being like, oh, I'll just have a bite of this or whatever. And now they look at me and they're like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) you're going to eat all that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's liberating for them, too, just because I think I used to, I don't know, I always had like these family events and I would you know, if I was, you know, on the, um, a mixed diet or whatever, where I was just like really restricting calories or, or whatever I was doing, even though I was like gluten-free, because I will admit I was gluten-free for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's another episode. But, um, you know, I think they saw me suffering a lot. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was like self-imposed, like guilt and stupid things that have all changed now. So <laughs> um, carbonate's a great tool for social things. But let's talk about um, you said something that made me think of two specific things that I really want to cover. And one of them is scheduling carb nights and mm-hmm. having to make shifts in the schedule because that comes up all the time as like a, a, people go into panic mode. And yes. and the other one is liquor. So, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> um, so let's say your carb night is on Saturday. Typically, people will panic because they're like, okay, actually going to reverse that. Let's say it's on Friday. Okay. Typically. And um, I'll get like a, an email. I'll be like, my my uh, my car meets on Friday, but I got this big party and I really want to go to, and it's on Saturday night. So I think I'm just going to have my carb night on Friday and I'm just going to try to be good on Saturday. Because <laughs> I, I heard online somewhere that if I go eight days, my hormones are just going to go like, I'm just, I don't know, something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. My thyroid's going to implode. Yes. Um, so, okay. I'm not a huge fan of like making too many shuffles all the time, but these things happen frequently. It's like, okay, if you're going to a big social event and then the food's going to be awesome, skip your carb night Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you have carb night Friday and you go to that social event Saturday, you, you're going to have two carb nights in a row, yep. whether you try to or not every <laughs> single time. Okay? Exactly. So, Okay, I know sometimes you hear, yes, there's no real point in going ultra low carb more than seven days in a row. That's true. But what is like the lesser of like two evils here? It's like, okay, let's just bump the carb night to Saturday, have your awesome time at the party, 
get back back onto whatever schedule makes track moving or sorry makes sense moving forward. Exactly. Um, would that be your recommendation? Because that's yes. mine. Yes. <laughs> Keep it right. simple. I mean, if, if you can enjoy it when it's convenient, do that. I always try to opt for what's convenient and what's going to be fun. Yeah. And exactly what's convenient, what's going to be fun. And then some people will panic. Okay. So here's like the next step. So I've just sent that reply back to someone and the mm -hmm. email will be, but the party Saturdays out of town and I can't work out before carb night. Okay. Guess what? Workout Friday is planned. Have your carb night at the party. Who cares? It's not like you're doing this every single week. It's not like it's going to make all the world of difference. Exactly. Uh, this, is, this is just questions that I get all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time when I go to family events, I don't get to train that day. Yeah. Um, my family lives out of town. So sometimes I get a drop in pass if I'm going to be there for the weekend and I can mm -hmm. go if I want, but it's not something that I turn into like this nightmare situation. Um, so just Use some logic. Don't overthink these things. These things are going to come up all the time. So the sooner you learn to just be like, yep, that's the way it is this week, whatever, exactly. <laughs> move on. And um, I think it, then it's, it's not only easier for you, but it's easier for your family as well. And that, you know, kind of comes back to the support system. It's like, you know, you go away and you're spending time with your family and you want to be able to enjoy that time and not feel obligated to have to go to the gym because you want to have your carb night on a certain night or, you know, God forbid there were two carb nights in a row. So now I really need to go to the gym and, you know, your family's trying to be there for you and understand what you're going through, but it ends up being more work than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be like calm, cool and collected all the time, right? And just <laughs> it is just what it is. And yeah. you just pick up where you left off as, you know, as early as you can or when it's convenient. Yes. And if you have 60 grams of carbs on some random day in the middle of the week, you don't need to redo the 10 days. That is a question I get a lot, asked a lot, is do you the same? If, if, if something goes off schedule slightly, it's like I have to do the 10 days again. Yeah, it's pretty much... Um, it, I would say that question at first was like probably the most frequent question I got. Mm -hmm. And it was like really random things where people would be like, I just really wanted an apple and I had an apple because I was PMS. Do I have to redo the 10 days? I was like, <laughs> oh man, no, you don't. And, and really, I understand like people, they just, they just want to bounce that off someone and just reaffirm yeah. like, you know, what they're doing is right. And that's totally fine. So I'm not trying to like deter people from asking questions, but but really, it's like you have to look at things and be like, okay, so let's say you went on a two-week vacation and, you know, you, you ate excessively mm -hmm. and you didn't do anything on track. Yeah, I would do the 10-day reorientation. Maybe if it was a week vacation, I just got really off track or whatever. Maybe it's worth doing. I mean, you got to come back and you got to look in the mirror and look at what's going on and say, how off track was I? Right. But I mean, just the, these random little days where it's like, Oh, I had my regular carb night, but the day after I had like 60 grams of carbs. Like I get a lot of that. And right. it's like, no, just keep pick up where you left off. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and don't, and, and, you know, if you're going to like a really special birthday and you want to have some birthday cake with someone, <laughs> it's going to happen. Just yep. pick up where you left off. Enjoy the birthday um, cake and enjoy the, yeah. you know, enjoy the experience in the event. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, those are just typical things. And I think those are things that go through everyone's head when they're just trying to figure out, um, these protocols for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just say, well, you know what, you just had a mini car backload. All right. So maybe you get to do a little bit of hit tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whatever. Or maybe you don't even do the hit tomorrow, whatever it is. Like it's really not the end of the world. Um, and in a lot of cases I've, I've seen that sometimes those extra days can be helpful. Yep. Because they've been so regimented for so long that sometimes just those random events can actually help move past stalls. Yeah, they can. I think that ties into, you know, talking about that stress. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, people overstress certain things and it, um, you know, the, the nutrition could be easy, but they're really stressed about it. So I always say, well, a good way to understand what your limitations are, just screw up every once in a while. Yep. And be like, hey, you know, I know what I can or can get away with on carb night and still either progress or at minimum, at least maintain. Right. And if you know what those limitations are, like that's where you buy yourself freedom and peace of mind. I know exactly how far I can push things before stuff starts to go in the direction I don't want it to go. Um, And I'm just aware of that because I, I made, I don't even want to call them mistakes. I just experienced those things. So I know where my boundaries are. And That's why I always say to people sometimes when they ask, I'm like, so try it, see what happens. Right. You're not going to know unless you've experienced it. And then you just take it for whatever it is, good or bad. Yeah, like going like exactly like going back to that uh, episode about stress and that client I had that was so stressed to take a deload week. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what did you learn? She's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I take a week off. So I'm like, so you just, you know, now you have the freedom and peace of mind to know that if your kids get sick or whatever and you can't go to the gym, you don't have this extra stress of, oh my God, this week is going to set me back. You now have the confidence from experience to know that it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and, deep breath. Ah, yeah. <laughs> talk about stress management, right? <laughs> Things you don't need to really stress about that you probably are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it just, it comes with experience of, mm-hmm. of whatever you want to call it, screwing up, pushing it too far or seeing what you could get away with. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Yes, definitely. Um, I've had a lot of fun actually experimenting with how much I can get away with just to see, just to see what happens. Can you get away with a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, yes. Really? Yes. Um, surprisingly. And I, it, it took me a while to really like push that because sometimes I would just have like a little bit more and there were definitely carb nights in the past where at the end of the night I was like okay that was way too much but then I wake up the next day and I'm like oh I look and feel awesome never mind Mm -hmm. apparently that was perfect (laughs) but it, it, it is inconsistent as well so it's not something you know I couldn't have something extravagant like that every single week but there have definitely been times where it was appropriate and it worked out just fine. I'm glad you said that because I'm fine the exact same way. I can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important point. Not every carb night needs to be exactly the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, something we do is we we help people figure out their, their calories and macronutrient ratios for carb night. And guess what? Maybe three carb nights a week or a month are, you know, kind of aiming towards those goals. And maybe you have one where you don't, you just do whatever. Well, that's a perfect experiment to see, you know, what kind of balance you can get away with. Exactly. And 
think people are really afraid that just always needs to be the same. And it's like, nope, it doesn't. It's just going to, it's going to fluctuate all the time. And part of that is um, alcohol. (laughs) Yes. Consumption. It is a common question. Um, it is in such a, a social thing, right? Yes. I mean, I don't think I have almost, I don't think I've had one client in the last like two years as like a real, like come home and have a drink kind of person. It's only social stuff. Yes. Um, so okay. I don't know. Do you have, <laughs> you can, you can go at this one if you want for a bit. I, <laughs> Uh, I have my little tips and tricks, but first of all, Alex, like, do you, do you drink alcohol? I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, it's generally in, in a social setting. And at this mm-hmm. point I would say it's, you know, maybe twice a month. And generally at this point, and I've experimented with this a lot personally, I've played with both on a ultra low carb day and a carb night. And I personally just preference wise also, I keep it pretty simple. Like, tequila and lime or vodka and soda. Um, Sometimes I might put like a little mint or something in there, but I keep it pretty simple because A, I I get a hangover just like anybody else if I drink too much. And I don't like to feel like crap the next day. And I found that that combination of drinks is the least, has the least negative effects. Wine for me does not sit well. I will be, I get stuffy. I don't feel good for like days after. So in terms of just choices in general, I know what works best for me, what causes the least amount of damage, what I'm going to feel okay from the next day. And um, in terms of results, it, it hasn't affected me negatively or in, in, in any direction, regardless of the night that I had any. Mm-hmm. And, and do you hang out with people that, is there social pressure to drink? At this point, there isn't. Um, and this is one thing that I, for me was huge when I first started carb night because pre-carb night when I was doing the old school competition prep alcohol was like never ever ever allowed like I remember specifically one of my friends uh we were we always competed together said you know for every shot of vodka or every drink that you have it's an additional 45 minutes of cardio oh that was like what it meant. So I would just look at drinks and be like, okay, do I really want to spend that extra time tomorrow or the next day doing cardio on top of what I already have to do? And for me, it wasn't worth it because that's what was stuck in my head. I just would hear her voice saying that. And I was like, well, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And at that time I was younger. I mean, I started competing when I was 23 and, you know, it's a social time. I had just recently you know, become of age to drink. And my friends went out a lot and I went out a lot. And more often than not, I wouldn't drink because I felt guilty about it. And I did get that pressure and it was hard. And there were, and these were the stories I mentioned earlier, that I often would fake drink Mm. because I didn't want to have to deal with it. Yep. So you just like fill up like a Smirnoff bottle with water looks the same yep. and I'd make friends yep. with the bartender and say hey I need you to make me a special drink the entire night I'm going to keep coming back to you for this drink because you're the one that's going to make it for me and it's just water or just soda water with a lime in it that looks like it might have vodka in it and I just wouldn't tell anybody and nobody knew the difference 
Nobody <laughs> knows the difference because they're all getting hammered. And exactly. They, yeah. And it's like they, they, they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're sober and exactly. they can't tell and they think you're drinking. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said that because I've actually made that recommendation because I have used it mm-hmm. uh, for myself. Not really even the diet scenario, but I don't know. I, I drank a ton when I moved out West uh, for a few years. Like I, I won't say I drank a ton, but like I drank every weekend, but mm-hmm. uh, not a lot. I, I'm one of those people. It's like, you give me a drink and I'm drunk. <laughs> even when I used to drink frequently, like well, cheap date. Okay. I've had two, I've had two alcoholic beverages all year. One of them was, I think it was, no, it was last weekend. It was the weekend before I had a half. No, I was probably just over half a cider. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep before eight o'clock PM and I slept 12 <laughs> hours and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, but like, I literally, the reason I had it was just, I just wanted to relax and I needed a really, really good sleep. And I knew because I'm really straight edge now I knew if I just had that little bit of alcohol, it would just put me out for the night. Yep. There it wasn't go. even on a carb night. It was, it was cider on a day that wasn't carb night. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, I, I went through all the different stages of like drinking. Um, and this was like way before I ever was like into nutrition or health or, or dieting mm-hmm. or even cared about my, uh, my physique at all. Um, but just the social pressures of like alcohol didn't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me feel like crap. My friends would have 10 drinks and be okay the next day. I would have one drink and suffer for 10 days. Right. So mm-hmm. I had to hide my um, alcohol or lack of alcohol like you did with, you know, going to the bartender or filling up like a beer bottle with water, which actually tastes pretty gross. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh Anyway, I had to use this for different reasons just because I felt like crap and I didn't want to drink. And I was just around a lot of people that drank all the time. And then, I don't know, it just kind of did like a total one of you at one point where I just basically stopped drinking altogether. Mm-hmm. At one, one point in my life way back then, I actually went a whole year without drinking. And I used to work at a pub. Oh, and wow. I, never, ever, <laughs> I never stayed for a beer in my whole time that I worked there for a year. I didn't even stay for a beer or anything after work. I worked at like this huge Irish pub at the bottom of Whistler Mountain. And I didn't even ever stay for like a <laughs> drink after work. <laughs> Total loser. Um, but, you know, I just felt like crap. That was my decision. Then I drank for a few years after that, like just very occasionally, like on, you know, maybe Christmas or New Year's or something mm-hmm. like that. And now I've now I don't drink at all, so I don't have um, the experimentation that you do with mm-hmm. carb night and alcohol. Um, but I have had a couple of like random drinks here and there. I can tell you that I just yeah, it didn't affect anything in any way. Right. Sometimes I thought, I thought I yeah, like I looked a lot tighter the next morning. I was probably just dehydrated because I thought by three o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon, that was just all reversed. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, noted if you have a photo shoot at 8 a.m. <laughs> right. Not at 3 p.m. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So really, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't, and I've, you know, something I'll be honest with you, I've done a couple of like not professional photo shoots, but just had some friends take some pictures for some of my Facebook stuff and website stuff. I've never actually even manipulated water. (laughs) So I just, you know, with the whole alcohol thing and try to manipulate things with alcohol, I just, 
don't really experiment with it that much. I mean, it, it's a lot of work, to be honest. It's a lot of playing with and experiments. And if it's not something that, that that's that important, I mean, for aesthetic purposes, if you're trying to look a certain way, again, contest prep people are in a different realm than the average person. You know, you don't really need to play with it like that. It's it's just going to be more of a helpful tool to know, is it going to help your progress? Is it going to cause a problem? And the yeah. only way that you're going to know is to try it out and not be afraid of trying it out. And also not be afraid to communicate what you're trying to achieve to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to see how this program works without any alcohol, let them know. Like, I'm just trying something out. Let me try it out. Be supportive of, of me. Understand that maybe I don't want to have a drink tonight. And if you don't want to explain it, it should be enough of a reason that you just don't want to, that they'll understand. Yes, I agree with that. I think if um, convincing your friends that you don't want to drink is one of your big stressors and big like hurdles in life, then I don't know, it might be time to switch the group of friends you hang mm-hmm. out with. I, okay. I hate to just be blunt like that, but I've gone through stages and like my 20 year old friends that I hung out with back then, a lot of us grew apart because those people really wanted to continue the party and some of us didn't. It doesn't mean that we don't still get together occasionally or keep in touch, but people people grow apart for all sorts of reasons. And um, I don't know, it's hard to be the black sheep. I, I was the black sheep for years because I really wasn't into a lot of the drinking that the people around me were doing. But then I found friends who just didn't care. Right. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how I knew I was hanging out with the right people. Sometimes they drank, sometimes they didn't. And whether I did or not didn't matter to them. Right. Um, that's a good indication that you're hanging around with the right people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Definitely. I mean, it's okay to go through changes and, and grow apart or, or just have different opinions on the people that you hang out with. So, um, exactly. and sometimes, and sometimes when, you know, you reach that stage in your life where you're like, I want to take control of my health and, you know, change my physique or whatever it's going to be. Um, that that's you changing and, and growing in a different direction. And um, you might get some people that tag along with you and some people that just don't and don't worry about it too much. <laughs> exactly. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. And I think that took me a lot longer than I thought it would. I think mm-hmm. to not worry about what other people were thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's a good point, but I mean, then there are situations, so I always like to get like the flip side, where that sometimes there are people who get a lot of backlash from their friends or, or their family. And sometimes you have to look at yourself and be like, okay, am I being neurotic? Am I being crazy about my nutrition and my diet and what I will and will not eat? And maybe that is part of the problem, right? Yes. Um, so I always like to look at both sides. <laughs> And because it's hard, it's like, you know, maybe your spouse is is coming to you and saying like, okay, this is really having a negative effect. And you just have to like really look at yourself um, and say, okay, am I, am I turning this into like a big ordeal? Am I over putting emphasis on things that really don't need um, to stress me and my partner or my family out? Right. Um, So it all goes back to managing stress. And like we said, sometimes people take things and they just love to look at all the minutia and just stress over everything. And that's going to stress out people around you. And then you will have that backlash and rightfully so. Agreed. And I, I definitely had a few of those conversations 
pre-carb night when I was doing, you know, the old school approach. And I just remember having a few breakdowns because I was just tired and hungry, so hungry all the time (laughs) and hangry. And I, you know, it was to the point where I had kind of um, spoken out or snapped at somebody because I was (laughs) so tired and hungry. And, you know, they let me have it. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They're like, why are you doing this? You're miserable. It's not that big. It's not that big of a deal. First of all, I'm, yes, I understand that you're training for a competition, but you're competing for a plastic trophy. That means what? And I was like, okay, that's a good point. I'm not, I'm not training for the Olympics. <laughs> I'm not, you know, training to win a bunch of cash. I'm investing money in this that is really just a hobby for fun that's supposed to be fun and it 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 was not fun anymore and everyone Mm -hmm. was suffering around because of it (laughs) yes and yeah well luckily i mean you have people that will speak up some people just won't speak up and things will just really escalate and just get Mm -hmm. real bad um but i had a question for you Mm -hmm. uh just based on what you're talking about how like you used to be hangry all the time and when you used to follow those kind of uh dieting strategies and then when you transitioned, because um, this doesn't really tie into social, but I think it ties into what you're saying. Things don't happen overnight mm-hmm. um, as ter- in terms of like how you're going to feel and, and your body's just going to adapt to certain things. In general, how did you find that transition, how long it took um, before that? I, I don't know. I, I still find like even when I think I've like really adapted, I, I sometimes like as the seasons change, I'm like, oh, my God, this is even better again. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in general for a client who's going from like a mixed diet, trying carb night, for for instance, you know, how long would you say before a lot of those symptoms start to subside? Oh, for me, they were in a matter of weeks. Yeah. I mean, even like I remember planning out the initial reorientation because I, you know, I was on a mixed diet. So I had carbs pretty much every day pre-carb night. And I remember when we were looking at the, you know, my reorientation phase. And I remember Kiefer mentioning, you know, some of the symptoms I might experience. I might get a headache. You know, I might feel this way and that way. Sort of the, the negative side of things and what to expect. I didn't experience any of those. I slept amazing. I wasn't hungry. I was excited about all, I was like, bacon's on the list. Like I, I got excited about all the things that I could eat. And the, the thought of like, oh, I can't have these carbs anymore. That wasn't even an issue because I looked at it as, look what I can eat now. Hmm. Especially anticipating carb night. I was like, right. okay. Because again, I hadn't, I wasn't doing cheats before that at all. I mean, cheats was like never ever sort of thing. Or it was like, after a show, you can have a burger. Um, my carbs were not fun carbs when I was having carbs. It was brown rice and quinoa and oatmeal. <laughs> Nothing mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, A, I just felt great. And then looking at it on the positive side, like all these things that I can eat now and things I have to look forward to made the process really fun and exciting for me. Um, I did, of course, have my doubts and my hesitation because you know, how on earth could you possibly eat bacon and fat, you know, (laughs) several (laughs) days a week and then have cookies and donuts one night a week. It just didn't make sense. But again, I was, I was so desperate at that time 
And I was just like, trust the process. And mm-hmm. I think perhaps, you know, part of that just relaxing about it and looking at like, again, all the things that I can have helped a lot. And so that transition mm-hmm. was actually pretty smooth for me. That's good. Mm-hmm. And and do you find, so because this is about social um, pressures and support systems, I find a lot of clients are, um, I find a lot of clients that come to me that have kind of been doing carb night or carb backloading on their own, skipped the 10 day reorientation to begin with. And I usually make them do it depending on where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say nine times out of 10, I usually do. I get them to redo it. And I think it freaks a lot of them out. Um, I, I, they always come back and not always, but a lot of the time I always come back and say, how do I cut down that 10 days into seven or whatever? And, mm-hmm. and usually it's because of some social event. So I say, right. guess what? If you have a social event coming up, you're just going to hold off starting altogether. You're exactly. going to wait till after that. <laughs> it's not going to be the end of the world. If you delay your start until next week, mm-hmm. I want you to like, so here's something that we could tie in uh, really, really well, just as far as like planning that 10 days, because I know we talked about that, I think on one of the first podcasts, but look at your calendar, get it out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Look at when you would start, when you want your first carb night. Do you have a social event somewhere in there that's going to make this extremely difficult for you, like a wedding (laughs) or whatever (laughs) it might be? If you do, I'm going to recommend that you start after that. And holding off that week is not going to be a big deal. And, and I really do see a lot of value in doing the 10 days. Some people do need to do even 14 days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even for myself, periodically, I will just do a 10-day reset every once in a while. It's not really that often. Right. Um, but if things ever get, you know, I was up at the cottage this summer doing a, a cottage renovation and things got a little crazy and I was trying to do mountain biking and I just came back and I felt gross. And that was just my way to get back on track into my routine. It wasn't because I had an apple one day. It was uh, (laughs) just, it was just for me to just like emotionally reset and be like, Hey, I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. I feel, I feel like I just, I actually felt really, really gross. And I was starting to get like blood sugar crashes for the first time in in a couple of years. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was the first time where I was like, Oh, this is what happens when I start eating carbs at noon. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of happened that way for a few days in a row. And it's whatever, it came back, reset. Um, so yeah, all these things get tied into your social life and your calendars, whether it's going to be starting something new or uh, a wedding you need to go to, but you want to start your diet. Hey, you know what? There's no harm in starting the week after. Exactly. Um, alcohol. Gosh, I mean, there's just so many things. But I think it's just like anything, it's about finding balance. But the people that you... Um, let into that world and you need that support from and then everyone else they don't really need to know anything right they don't uh, no they don't I had a client one of her first follow-ups with me she was like oh, I'm just getting so stressed because I hate explaining my diet to everyone and I was like wait a second who's everyone right She's like, you know like the people at work and I was talking to this lady at the bus stop and I'm like <laughs> I was just like yeah you know <laughs> I'm gonna give you something some advice that might seem blunt <laughs> I was like just shut up <laughs> like, <laughs> don't tell people about it I was like your husband your husband supports you um her kids were too young to really be you know aware of what was going mm-hmm. on but like your husband supports you your good friend supports you I had a lady that she worked with beside her in her office who mm-hmm. supported her um which I thought was important because that woman liked to bring in treats all the time and bake goods uh, uh-huh. 
Um, so she would save them for carb night. And that was good. They found some balance there. And I said, everyone else, I'm like, why are you sitting in the bus stop talking about your diet? I'm like, that's like torture. <laughs> I'm like, but you know, I, I want you to say something that like that's someone you're like, oh my God, what are they going to say? And the you know, her response was, oh, that was the best advice I heard all year. She's mm-hmm. like, I just feel freed. And I'm like, cool. All right. <laughs> Moving on. And uh, that's funny. So yeah, hopefully that helps. <laughs> that's actually but, something that I did at the beginning when I first started because it was such a drastic shift from, you know, the mixed diet that I had done for so long is... I was nervous about it because I didn't know if it was going to work. And so I didn't want to go and tell everybody about it and then it not work and then be like, oh, I told you, you can't have bacon every day. So I was actually really quiet. I never talked about it. I was like, I got to give this a try before I go blasting, you know, this new thing because it was really new. Like it, it wasn't out there like it is now. And, you know, we didn't have all this information on, you know, higher fat and things like that. So I just remember my family seeing me, you know, they were like, oh, you want me to get you your egg whites? And, you know, I got you some oatmeal. And I was like, well, actually, I think I'll have bacon this morning. (laughs) And they were like really confused. And I was like, well, I'm just trying something different. So, you know, I'd like the bacon this time. And I just remember them getting really excited. They were like, what is this? Why do you get bacon now? And I just remember slowly people starting inquiring more because I wasn't talking about it, but they were witnessing the things that I was eating, especially <laughs> on my first few carb nights, they were like, wait a minute, I don't understand. You want to go out now? You want to go out and you want to get a burger? And I was like, and I need to get dessert. So we have to make sure we get dessert before we go home. <laughs> Very cool. So it became like, like it. a fun thing and them more inquiring then as in excitement rather than me, you know, feeling like I needed to justify what I was doing. So it was fun. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah, it's liberating for sure, especially if you're coming from the exact opposite yes. and having your family and friends see you go through that for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your other friends that stayed on a mixed diet were like really jealous. Yes. Well, interestingly enough, you know, over the years, I've gotten Facebook messages and emails from fellow competitors who saw the difference in my physique and saw you know, the posts I had made about how I wasn't doing any cardio anymore and how great I felt and, you know, the pictures of my garb nights. And they were like, what is this thing you're doing? (laughs) Because I'm on the treadmill running, looking at your pictures of donuts. I don't understand. (laughs) No, it is hard to understand at first. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think People do enjoy certain, there are people that enjoy certain cardiovascular exercise, like myself, when I like to go mountain biking, Mm -hmm. cardio just happens to be part of it. I actually just like mountain biking. I don't, you know, it's like my cardio is not great. I always have to get it up to par in the the summer. It comes back pretty quickly. But Mm -hmm. um, I think for most people, if you tell them they didn't have to be doing an hour of cardio four or five times a week, uh, I think they'd be pretty happy with that. They might not believe you at first, but... uh, yeah, well, I like to see people doing less and less of, of that nonsense. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, so I don't know where are we at for time. We're right around the fifty-minute marks. We actually are we? We covered yeah, a lot today. So I think we, we could did wrap it up. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, this podcast. I don't know when it's going to air, but it's interesting. That's all about social because we're just about to go into Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And my carb night's tomorrow, which is Friday. And then I'll actually have another 
probably carb night, carb backload on Wednesday and then carb night on Thursday, just the way the holidays fall. And that's and, my plan too. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not, people have been asking me all sorts of things about how I'm going to manage it. And it's like, I, it is what it is. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's my strategy. I'm going snowboarding after that. If I want to have a hot chocolate after I snowboard every now and then, like, I mean, I'm probably just going to have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to see how I feel in the new year and okay. what my body looks like. And if I feel icky, just because I'm off of my routine, which I don't get off my routine very often anymore, to be honest with you, it's pretty unlikely that will happen. But let's say I do. Then I do my 10 day and it's a fresh start and it is what it is. Uh, And you enjoyed yourself and there's no regrets or guilt associated with it. None. And it just, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, There's no calculators. There's no um, spreadsheet. (laughs) There's no Excel spreadsheet. It's just, it is what it is. And I hope that everybody eventually listening to this podcast can get to that point because that's where I think, uh, I, I just love seeing people in that zone. Um, Agreed. And that's where I, you know, hopefully we can help people get there. Agreed. That's a good goal for 2015. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. And we will be back uh, shortly with another episode of Her Body IOFM. Great. Looking forward to it next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jengle. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.